I mean, you could do, can you just do the, the intro part and stop it at the thing? Robin, Robin Wright, or Wright out of LA.com. And my Twitter is just at Wright out of LA. Hi everyone, I am Jonathan Holmes, aka Mr. Brown, and you can find me on Twitter at, at Mr. Brown underscore 23, and on my little Oasis movie blog site, Mr. Brown versus blogspot.com. Hi everybody, I'm Julia, and you can find me on Twitter at reality underscore diva one. Cool. And then, in case I forgot to mention, I am Big Al Robinson, aka the List Man, and you can find me on Twitter at alrob underscore mn. Okay. So the first thing we want to talk about today is um, some news, uh, movie news lately. And uh, do you guys have anything to throw out? Before I uh, mention the ones that I was gonna, I wanted to mention. I heard that Chris Evans is gonna stop playing Captain America. Oh yeah, the, yeah, I forgot about that. After the uh, second <clears throat> or like the second Avengers sequel to Infinity War or whatever, like not Infinity War Part Two. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah, His contract uh, with Marvel will be done, and he is not re-upping. <laughs> Hmm. So that's official. He's 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 done it. Uh, it's, it's pretty official, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, um, so I in recent news, then uh, it came out that once again James Cameron is talking about uh, pushing back the release date of Avatar Two 
and the subsequent sequels, 3, 4, and I believe 5 as well. And at this point, it feels like the movie is never going to come out, and it's by the time it does, it's not even going to be relevant. So what do you guys think? Do you even Are you even uh, looking forward to these? Do you even care anymore? Uh, you know, honestly, not really. I, mean, I, I kind of want to see Cameron do something else, because I know Cameron has talked about he wanted to do a... Uh, he wanted to do a manga property for his next film. I can't really remember, remember what it was, but yeah, if he feels like he's if he keeps pushing it back and he's, his heart isn't in it, then just don't do it. Yes, it just feels Titanic when Titanic had similar not to this extent, but that was pushed back and that was like of a budget and it, it looked like it was going to fail, and then obviously the complete opposite happened. But I think. He couldn't, he couldn't let go of the Titanic thing, could he, with the, with the documentaries and the, and now he can't <coughs> let go of the Avatar thing. And I think he's just lost his, he's just lost his originality, lost his mojo a little bit. I think. What do you think, Julia? Yeah, I'm over the whole Avatar thing. Just yeah, make Titanic two. <laughs> Leo comes back and he's pissed yes. off because <laughs> that bitch wouldn't share the piece of wood. Yes. <laughs> Or just call it Titanic 2 The Revenant or something like that. Yeah, it crawls to her and says, You said you wouldn't let me go, what's that about? I've won an Oscar since then. Or this time, you know, Leo can get uh, gang raped by a huge humpback whale. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. By the way, I looked it up. Uh, I don't know which one you were referring to, Jonathan, uh, but he has the last train from Hiroshima, and he has the informationist. I think it's probably one of those, yeah. Okay. That he wanted, he wanted to do. Okay. Well, the train says it's delayed. And the information is, just says it's announced, but then again, so do all the other avatars. Right. One question then about the Avatar movies is when they actually, well, two-part, do you think they'll actually come out? Will they make any money? You know what? I, actually, I think they will come out. I just don't think it's going to be under, I don't think it'll be under Cameron. It'll be someone else. Cameron will probably be like an exec producer or something like that. Mm-hmm. As why well, if they'll make any money... Yeah. If it's good, then yeah, sure. It probably will. Right. <clears throat> I mean, I hope it's good. They're oh. going to come out because they've been they they've been doing you know principal photography on them yeah. for a while now. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with John. I said it's, they're probably not going to come out with Cameron at the helm. Yeah, I don't know what an Avatar movie not directed by James Cameron would look like. Uh. It honestly depends, it, it depends on, on the director, honestly. Yeah. Like, if it was Ryan Johnson or J.J. Abrams, maybe that would be better at this point. There'd be a whole lot of lens flares, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's really Especially true. Especially with J.J. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Beauty and the Beast. Um, so, again, none of us have seen it yet, is that correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. No, I've not seen it. Okay. Well, so what I what I heard on the radio was that it has a, a in air quotes, an exclusively gay moment. We do 
exclusively gay moments all the time all on this show. All the time. I mean, I'm one big walking exclusively gay moment. I have some evidence you of do? that. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Why don't you say something gay? Exclusively gay moments. That adorable mauve blouse really accents your decolletage. That was incredibly gay. Exclusively gay moments. All the time. Which, of course, comes right at the end of the movie, where, like, LeFou, played by Josh Gad, like, uh, there's a dance scene. Spoiler alert. There's a dance scene. And apparently, like, he switches from a female dancer to a male dancer, and then they just, like, look at each other. And I think that's literally it. And that is supposed to be an exclusively gay scene. Does that seem offensive? No, I think it's a. I think no. it's weird that everyone's talking about it. Yeah. I don't want to be gay. It actually sounds like a big, like um, okay, so they they're looking at each other. And he switches from a female partner to a male partner. What's the what's the shock here? What, what what's the controversy? I really don't see it. Even you think for a movie called Beauty and the Beast, the controversy would be the fact that a young woman is basically falling in love with a buffalo, and there's an element of bestiality that would you know piss parents off. You think that would be the controversy? You think like, oh god, Hollywood's gone too far now. Julian, do you want to take this one? <laughs> Okay, so a funny story about that, Jonathan. My friend Eric, he loves to, like, just trash Disney movies to the nth degree. And, uh, we, you know, we're, we're talking about Disney movies or whatever. And he mentioned that, you know, the original 1991 Beauty and the Beast was a movie all about bestiality, about how Belle was hooking up with this, like, you know, dog creature. And that Gaston was, like, the be-all and all of the whole thing. And I said, no. Gaston is a bullheaded pig. <laughs> but, yeah, I like, the way he was talking about the bestiality of it all, I, like, I could not stop laughing. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that you and him, like, have that same viewpoint is, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of in and out there. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. we don't need to, nobody needs, needs to listen to this shite. I'll keep my eye, I'll keep my eye on it, don't worry. Okay. Um, yeah, bestiality. Good stuff. It's a good start, good start. <laughs> <laughs> I like the term buffalo, that was my favourite bit. <laughs> right. Yeah, I never thought of him as a buffalo. Well, I say buffaloes because of the horns. I, I don't really know what would what, what would be the right term. Yeah. Is it buffalo or is it, like, Julia says, it like a dog-like creature? I, I, I really wouldn't know where to go, so it's mm-hmm. like buffalo. Well, so the other thing about, then, the exclusively gay moment thing that I think is just hilarious is uh, the local radio station here is called My Talk 107.1, and one of the... The shows from noon to three is uh, the Colleen and Bradley show, and Bradley Trainer is gay. And so Colleen and Bradley were talking about how there's this exclusively gay moment, and she's like, isn't that, like, our show every day? 
And they had this little funny thing where, like, they had recorded Bradley saying some, you know, what sounds gay, and they're like, exclusively gay moment. And, like, one of them was like, um, what does a gay horse eat? Hey! Choose something that's gay! Exclusively gay moment. What does a gay cow eat? Hey! That sounds kind of gay. Exclusively gay moment. There it was, Brad. I love that. I'm really proud of you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> That's the morning radio show out in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yep. Shoot <laughs> it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I just I thought that was hilarious because I'm like yeah they are so right there Disney is making too much of this. My point is exclusively gay moment. Mm-hmm. Here's an exclusively ask me a question and I'll give you an exclusively gay okay. moment. Oh, this will be fun. Yeah, okay. like literally any question. Okay. Uh, what's your birthday? April twenty third, nineteen seventy five. Exclusively gay moment. Wow. I mean okay, that was that gay. Real okay. Um, can I try it again? Because I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I understand. Exclusively gay moment. Ask me a question. What's the weather like outside? Well, looks kind of sunny outside. Exclusively, Exclusively gay, gay moment. moment. I mean, <laughs> it's like when they're always like, how to gay, uh, in your gay relationship, uh, what do you guys do for fun? <laughs> well, um, I go to Target on Friday nights <laughs> to get groceries. And sometimes Jamie takes the dog for a walk. <laughs> It's really, it's lovely. Uh, I, yeah, so we, we could talk about exclusively gay moments all day. I Here's the thing that's lost, though. It would be really cool. Here's what I, you want me to be really controversial now before we have to oh, go to break? Oh, sure. And just to, just to you know, put a fine point on it, I've got one more exclusively gay moment when you're done with this. Okay, so I'm going to give you. Get controversial, and then we'll do another one. <laughs> okay, good. Um, here's, here is the exclusively gay moment in a Disney movie that I want. I want the young flaming homosexual child, uh, that I was, although I, the flaming part was mostly in my head, but you know, I saw anyway, the point is I want the Disney fairy tale that has the little gay kid who discovers how fabulous he is and has like, you know, um, I don't know. A fairy godmother mm-hmm. who shows up and gives him like, you know, all of the gay toys that he wants. And he goes off and meets Prince Charming. Like that is like that would be a yeah. legitimately exclusively gay moment. And Just, it w- yeah. And it wouldn't you know, it would still be a great fairy tale. Like that's that's the thing that I would like to see. Not this like know, weird. Yeah. Like we had this moment at the end of the movie with this one guy who's vaguely gay-ish <laughs> and there's a really hot guy next to him, so he's probably longing for the hot guy. Can we work in some kind of gay angle so that we can get a press release and they'll do this at Pride? They'll all dress up like Beauty and the Beast and come see our movie? Like it's, I mean. Also, I do just want you to know if Disney was at the helm of your fairy tale, it would be called the exclusively gay fairy tale. Hmm. Because they would have to congratulate themselves for it. Exactly. They really are. I mean, seriously. Come on. I think that, wasn't there a country that, like, canceled the release of the film because of that moment? Like, they uh, refused to release it in any of their theaters? Yeah. yeah. It's like the Middle East somewhere, I think. Yeah. Or Africa, or something like that, where they're all prudes. 
maybe Indonesia, Malaysia, something like that. I don't know. But yeah. Maybe it was Malaysia. That seems like Green Bell with me. Yeah. Even though Disney only needs like American audiences, British audiences, and uh, Chinese audiences, and they'll make a gazillion dollars. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, moving on to the next thing then. Uh, do we want to talk about any trailers we've seen recently? I know I want to mention Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Baby Driver, and uh, Alien Covenant. Have you guys <laughs> seen those ones? Oh, I've seen Alien Covenant several times. Uh, the Red Band trailer? Yeah. Wow. That, that. It looks so wickedly good. Mm-hmm. I am so excited for Alien Covenant. <sighs> I can't what, wait. Yeah, I think what gets me... There's two things uh, that I took away from it maybe it's one the first one may be a little strange but it's uh katherine waterston's haircut she almost looks like a guy but is she is she ripley i think they're trying to make her a, a ripley be type a, character yeah yeah uh and then the other thing is uh it's near the very end of the trailer when you see like the alien <laughs> on the ship <laughs> oh <laughs> you see it in all of its glory it's like oh my god did you guys get like uh oh, wait, i'm sorry I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about the uh, first one where um, the scene where two people are having sex and then there's the alien that's the tail that's slithering out and... (laughs) I've seen that trailer, Jonathan. That trailer's awesome. I gotta go back and watch that one again. Every time I see that, it's just like, oh my god, this is gonna be incredible. Yeah. It's just scary as hell. Uh, I can't wait for us to review that one on the show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that comes out in May, I think? May 19th. Yeah, that's really not that long from now. Uh, then the other one is, yeah, Baby Driver. Did you guys see this one? I I did a couple of days ago. Yeah. I have not watched a trailer for this yet, which saddens me. <laughs> yeah, and I think Baby Driver was directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah, right? written and directed the, by Edgar Wright. Yeah, who did uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and The World's End. Yeah, the three flavors Cornetto trilogy, as he calls yeah. it. Yeah, those are some. I mean, I love those movies, especially Shaun of the Dead. It, it, actually, uh, what I'm actually um, about Baby Driver. I don't mean this as like uh, as a put down. It does, uh, but I kind of can help help to see the similarities. Even I guess the movie's about this kid who is who who basically is like the getaway driver for. For the bank robber who wants to hire, who wants, who wants, who wants to hire them, and it seems like oh yeah, all his character is is basically a driver. That's what he does. It reminds me of Nicholas Wondering reference drive, almost. Yeah, that's the same thing I got. Is is it like a takeoff that, um, but maybe a little bit more with comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because I'm curious what's up with the headphones and the fact that he, like, always has to be listening to music. I think they explained that uh, his parents died in a car accident, and that's the only way he can, like, tune everything out. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Are you guys excited for this one? Mm, pretty. Sure. It's... So-so. Yeah, you, you mean, get me... If you can get closer to the release date, then sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's that's true. Uh, and then the other trailer again was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Can I just say, like, oh my god, I I, I can't <laughs> wait for this one. <laughs> you and me both, sir. 
But yeah, that's one of the that's one of the ones I'm really really excited for. Um, just because I really want to see how this connects to Infinity War and how they. It's not going to at least oh. not. Yeah, there's there's going to be no Infinity Stones, no Thanos, no nothing. Okay. Really? So that's, yeah, Thanos? it's already but no Thanos. It's already been announced. Yeah. Oh. oh. Well. I mean, I'll still watch it just for Star Lord and Baby Groot and <laughs> and Rocket, you know, and Gamora. They're of course, fun they'll, still have the post, they'll still have the post credit scene because it's yeah. Marvel, and yeah, they have to. But yeah, there's going to be no connection to the greater universe in the main crux of the film. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, because what James Gunn's directing this one too, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That guy's a genius. Indeed, he is. Oh, I just realized. Um, he actually has another movie out that just came out. It's called the Belko Experiment. That was him. Well, no, he's actually the writer on it. Oh, okay, okay. But still, Sorry. though, Michael no. Rooker stars in the Belko Experiment. That's oh, he does. awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. He was, pr- he was promoted on the Talking Dead. Yeah, and uh, he, there was a video short as well called "Dolphin Man Battles the Sex Lobsters." Dolphin battles the sex monsters. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if it has John C. Riley and Colin Farrell in it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not curious to, to. I'm not kind of curious to, to ask who are the sex monsters. <laughs> um, well, okay. What it says is Sergeant Kabukiman NYPD contacts or contracts a, a deadly new STD, the sex lobsters. And unknowingly <laughs> spreads it around town while visiting Traumaville's best orgy spots. Uh, okay, then. <laughs> okay, but, so he got chlamydia? Like, super chlamydia? <laughs> you know, that, that reminds me. Did you guys see on Twitter last night what was trending? No, no, no. I was probably asleep by that point. What, it was, what was it? It said ATL orgy. Okay, yeah, I, I, I didn't really, like, go anywhere near that. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I think I don't. I don't really know what it was, but it, something about an Atlanta orgy. Uh, that's all I know. <laughs> I wonder if it had to do with the show Atlanta. Yeah, they put on by Donald Glover. <laughs> okay, uh, where were we? <laughs>
think that just about covers it for that regard, uh, for uh, the, the news talk and everything. Uh, let's move on then to um, our favorite movies per year since we've been alive. Now, this keeps popping up everywhere on Twitter. And, you know, people seem to be making their lists on, like, their phones. And I don't, I don't know how to do that. I'm tech stupid in that regard. So, and I didn't want to have, like, three or four tweets because, you know, I'm so old. So, uh, who wants to go first in um, doing theirs? Why don't we just go by year? We'll just we choose now each year. Do it that way. Then we can all... Obviously, I'm going to have to start first and do about <laughs> 20 films. And then... <laughs> um, what, how, what's, if you don't mind me asking, who, where, where were you lot starting? I'm Osborne, or, go ahead. Sorry, I'm starting at 1990 just because that's that's the year I was born. Uh, and oh, Julia, man. you were you were born 1984. Correct. And I was born 1982. Okay, that's that's not bad actually. So <clears throat> obviously, I've been. Well, I'll just side note. I've been doing my film honors on my site. I don't know if you follow it. Um, some of them I've not done yet. Mm-hmm. Namely 78, 79, 82, 83. So I'm not going to do those now. Obviously, you can do okay. those. So 77 is when I was born. <sighs> uh, <laughs> so you're 40 now, right? Yeah. Well, what just think of yourself as a continuation of 30. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, the four, and then that's it. <laughs> right. right. Right, yeah. <laughs> so 77, it's. Obvious one, Star Wars. Nice. I'm going to skip to 80, which is Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And 81. Can anyone guess? 81. Uh... Chariots of Fire? Don't be ridiculous. Return of the Jedi? It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, that was... Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. I, I, okay. So, the next one I'm going to say is 84. So, if... If Al, do you want to do your next, your first two? Sure. By the way, was I right? Was it Raiders of the Lost Ark? It is Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. Okay, sweet. Because otherwise I was going to say maybe Das Boot. No, it's up there, but no, it's Raiders. Okay. Yeah, for me, you know, it used to be E.T., but now I think it's actually uh, become The Thing. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Ooh, nice. Because that movie is hella good, and it's got a hell of a good ending, especially. And then, uh, so you want to go back, uh, Robin, and do 83? Or did you say you're skipping to 84? I've not done 82, 83 yet. 82 is possibly, possibly Blade Runner. 83 is... I was looking today, actually, and it, I found 83 is like one of the, one of the weakest years. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it really is. There's no real standouts, but so yeah, do your 83, and then we'll we'll do our 84s. Okay, so my 83 is a little movie called Eddie and the Cruisers, which is a rock and roll movie uh, with uh, God Michael Paré or whatever his name is, um, and it's like this movie about this New Jersey band in the 60s, and the lead singer is famous after he dies. And there's the, the journalist is trying to discover whether or not he's still alive and hiding. 
It's it's really good. Um, 84 then. Julia, did you say you were 84? Yes, I did. You, you can go first then, if you want. My 1984 is Amadeus. Oh, nice. I still haven't seen that one yet. You can't oh. see me. Just put my hands in the air because mine is exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. awesome, Robin. I love it. What an incredible film that is. Yes, yes it is. Okay, okay actually... Sister- Oh, Sorry, ahead, I, I, I know there are two versions. There's the PG version and the three-hour version. Which one? Yes. If I were to ever see it, which one should I watch? Oh, this is hard. I I grew up on the PG version myself. Yeah. Watch the three-hour version. Mm, okay. Plus, I think that was on Netflix. Uh, I don't think that the theatrical one's even available anywhere at the moment. Oh wow! For some reason. I'm a bit biased, I think, but I love it. It's the three-hour one. It, it is obviously longer. It is the type of narrative that you feel like you're watching a long film, but it's not where you watch it and you think, oh, I get why you, you cut that out. I watch this and it's like, that could have stayed in. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just as good. It's just longer, more brilliant. <laughs> so kind of like Batman versus Superman. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same. No. <laughs> Had to make that joke. Uh, for me, 1984 um, is definitely the Terminator. Right. Uh, I'll be back. <laughs> 85. Shall I go first? Sure. Um, this, this was a tough one, but I'm going to go for Peter Weir's Witness. Oh, that I I have not seen that one yet. I really want to see it. Wait, who is that now? Witness. Witness. Uh, oh, oh, Harrison Ford. With Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's great. It's Harrison Ford's best performance, and it's a great film. I think that might be on Netflix even. Ooh, get watching. Yeah. Julia. All right. Uh, no surprise to Al. My 1985, The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Very good pick. Yeah. <laughs> and my 1985 is, I think, Back to the Future. Yeah, good pick as well. Yeah, good Marty year. McFly. Really good year. Yeah, that was a good year. Um, except for the Best Picture winner, uh, not that I have, I haven't seen it, but Out of Africa, really? Yeah, you can see why, you can see why it won, but it's the same yeah. English patient one, but. No, no way. Right. Over Fargo and Jerry Maguire? No way. Sickening. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's disgusting indeed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, 86 out? Yep. Uh, should I go first? Uh, okay, so 86 for me. I kind of go back and forth on this. Uh, I really love Stand By Me. And I really love uh, Blue Velvet um, and Hoosiers. But I think if I had to pick one, I would pick Stand By Me. Spoiler spoiler alert, that is also my number one from 1886. (laughs) I mean, the pie scene alone is great. (laughs) Even if it's disgusting. Uh, mine's um, French film called Betty Blue. 
Mm. Have you seen it? I haven't even heard of it. Oh, <coughs> oh this is where I start to feel old. Let's move on to <laughs> I will look that one up. Don't it's worry. It's a great film. Okay. Uh, All right. Is it my turn to go first? Yes. All right. So for 1987, Dirty Dancing. Nobody, and I mean nobody, puts baby in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all seen that, yeah? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> but I just bought it on Blu-ray, so. See, I don't know if I was joking, because he says, like, I haven't seen Citizen Kane, and you're like, whoa. Oh, no, I've seen Citizen Kane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd be an idiot not to. Uh, no, but for some reason, the 80s is still kind of a blind spot for some of these movies, like, especially the, the Best Picture nominees and everything. Like, I, I have not seen The Last Emperor. I have not seen um, Out of Africa or um, Terms of Endearment or Ordinary People. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, my 87 is, uh, is two films because they go together. It's, it's, it's an 86 film, but they came out here in 87. Um, okay. Jean de Florette. Uh, Man Under Source, which is French film about, um, well, I won't watch it, but, uh, uh, Depazio's in it, you've probably, you've okay. probably seen it, you probably know it, you probably know the music, uh, but there's two of them, and they made them back to back, and they're both really good, but if you, if you Google okay. it, you'll see, you'll, you'll probably know it, and you'll, you'll, you'll definitely know the music, they're my 87 ones. Yeah, because there's a lot of those, you know, they sound familiar, you're like, what the hell, I know that, where is that, what is that? Definitely that kind of case, I think. Uh, so for me, for 87, um, it's it's absolutely Barfly, which, like, nobody's seen. Um, and it's got Mickey Rourke and Faye Dunaway in it, which is also surprising, because, like, those are big stars. And it's great. It's just it's about um, poet um, Charles Bukowski in L.A. and he's he just drunk all the time and he gets into fights and he, you know he fights like uh, Frank Stallone. And it's great. One of the most underrated movies of the eighties. Sorry, Robin. Website search Barfly. You can tell us review. Yeah, that's right. I made a masterpiece memo for it. Yeah, it's, it's, I've seen it. It's a good film. I particularly like when the two women squabble at the end because it's like oh, yes. everyone, everyone's fighting now. This is great. And Mickey Rourke, <laughs> like, you just don't care, right? Did you think of the line where that like old prostitute comes out after just finishing, and she's like, "Nobody could swallow paste like I can." Or the old guy who comes in and he sits down at the bar and his his one arm is so shaky he can't drink his his shot so then he wraps his shirt around it or something and he pulls it up up to his his yeah. face you know to be able to drink oh it's a little things like that um, so uh i think i'll go first for 88 uh for me there's no question it's die hard <coughs> did any other movie even of come course. out that year lots of other movies came out that year <laughs> like what like my number one. 
Ooh, tell me. A fish called Wanda. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this one, Jonathan? A fish called Wanda, no. I have not. <sighs> again, there's a lot, again, I'm a nice Maybe. kid. There's a lot of stuff I've missed in the 80s. Sorry, what was that, Robin? I was just saying he wasn't even born then, was he? So... <laughs> no, I was born in 1990. <laughs> That's why I've been mostly silent up until this point. All right, who's next? So, um, oh right, right, no, yeah, you are. Say, like, films like yeah. Die Hard, um, and also like '86, you know, Aliens. I don't usually mm-hmm. think it's my favorite. Although they are films you like, you can just put on every day and watch. My favourite was Dangerous Liaisons because it just some films are just more personal. And Dangerous Liaisons was mine, but but Die Hard would be like right right behind it. Okay, yeah, I still want to see that one too. I know Cruel Intentions was based on it. Yeah, very different. Yeah, uh, I imagine Dangerous Liaisons is probably way better. It is. It is great. It is. It's great. Um. Now, one little side thing about Dangerous Liaisons um, is in the in the there's an episode of Friends where they're doing sort of like a game show where they're like, how well do you know our friends? And uh, for um, Rachel, it was like, what does she say her favorite movie is? And they're like, Dangerous Liaisons. And what, what's her actual favorite movie? It's like Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's great. Shall I to now? Yep, 89. Uh, is that yours, Robin? That's mine. That's probably the only rom-com you'll ever, ever hear me talk about. Guess what? That's mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have the same. I, I didn't even have to think about it. It was like, yep, done when Harry met Sally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember. I, I don't remember a lot about that movie, but I remember like Meg Ryan going, I, "I'm going to be 40," and like, Someday. you know, Billy Crystal's like, "Yeah, in like eight or nine years." <laughs> <laughs> well, my pick for '89 favorite is Batman. Ooh, Batman. All right, Jonathan, you're up now. All right. For the year 1990, in which I was born, I'm going with Scorsese's masterpiece, Goodfellas. That is my pick as well. Goodfellas is far and away, in my opinion, the best film of that year. Should have beaten, should have trounced Dance yeah, Dance Bulls. Bulls. Oh my god. But, you know, hindsight 2020, so... Do you think if Dances of Wolves hadn't come out that year, Goodfellas would have won? Or do you think something else would have trumped it? You know, it's, mm. I, I think maybe uh, Always might have won, perhaps. Is that Awakenings. the one with Robert De Niro? Awakenings. Oh, Awakenings, right. Yes. Always yeah. was Spielberg. Yeah, Awakenings. Or, go- um, or Ghost. Ghost. Ghost could have won. Or Ghost, yeah, possibly Ghost. I mean, although, isn't that... Well, that's a romance, but romance can win every once in a while. Yeah. Or, I would, I would say Godfather Part 3, but... <laughs> yeah, people didn't like Godfather Part 3, even though it's not as good as the first two, but it's still a nice ending for the uh, 
the uh, Corleone trilogy. Right. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that movie was the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> And Julia, 1990. 1990 for me. You guys are going to notice a little theme to my list. For me, 1990, Pretty, pretty Woman. Pretty okay. Oh, yeah. That's a, oh, yeah. That's a, that's also 1990. <laughs> Again, actually, I like that, really like that movie, too. Um, didn't, she get, didn't Julie Roberts get nominated for that one? She did. She uh-huh. did. Yeah, that was also the same year, I think, as Seinfeld started, and Jason Alexander was in that, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Oh, really? And he was, like, the rapist or something? He played a scumbag. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he, he, he played a Richard Gere's attorney, but he is a scumbag. It's like Chinese whispers over the years, he's, he's, he's evolved, he was, he was a lawyer, and now he's a rapist, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Robin, what's your pick? Um, well, it's not not good films, and again, like Die Hard and all these other like great films. But another film just resonated with me back more, which was Cinema Paradiso, which I know was released a bit earlier, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. 1990 in the UK. That's how I've done it. So Cinema Paradiso just just edges it because it's just okay. wonderful. That's uh, Guillermo Giuseppe or something like that. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know why I haven't seen this one yet. Because I mean, it's a film about films, right? Yeah. Like like a Hugo or something like that. It's it's like an, an old man teaching a boy about film, and he grows up, and it just it, the films follow him as he grows up into like an, an old man himself. And but I, won't, I won't spoil it, but it's a quite it's a long film, but it's it's a, it's a great journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds really really cool. So I've got some pretentious ones coming up now, so just no rom coms, no just pretend. All right, who's up for ninety one? Uh, okay, cool. Jonathan. Okay, uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that's my pick too. Silence of the Lambs, uh, by by a quarter mile. I mean. It, like Terminator Two is great, don't get me yeah. wrong. But in JFK, which I blew me away when I finally saw it, but to me, the Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, the picture for me, sorry, the picture for me right for picking that movies is um, Buffalo Bob's. It rubs the vision and it's skin, or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the creepiest and the funniest line I've ever heard in any movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, it puts the lotion in the basket. It does what it's told. <laughs> <laughs> and also the the, uh, the climax scene where uh, Buffalo Bob has the uh, night vision goggles and he turns off the lights and Clarice is just feeling in the dark for him. It's like, ooh. Oh, yeah. That was terrifying. The climax scene when Clarice walks past Miggs' cell. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Uh, you know, he ate her uh, liver with some fava beans. And a nice Chianti. So how about you two? Do you want to go first, Robin? Uh, 
the double life of Veronique. I should have watched this, you know, because with with uh, Kieslowski and everything, uh, that's probably the one I want to start with. Yeah. So that's a good so one. I have no I have no excuse. I need to I need to do a Kieslowski weekend yes. retrospect. Yeah. In fact, do you want to uh, uh, um, throw that out there for a second? You know, advertise uh, what you were writing all this week and everything. Yeah, um, just quickly, it was. You'll see, there's still more of his films to come, but it, he's, he's probably my favourite filmmaker. He's the, the the guy that when I was like a teenager and you, you you discover films, you know, like as an adult, he was the guy that like inspired me. Um, and it was 21 years on 13th of March, 21 years since he since he died. So I thought, oh wow, okay, oh, wow. Years. yeah. Um, and I started, so I started writing about his. I thought I started writing about his films, and so I did a weekend on the site where I kind of reviewed some of his key work, his early shorts, a couple of his films nobody's heard of, and then obviously when he was in the nineties, when he made like masterpiece after masterpiece, and then in '94 he just stopped making films. Oh, wow. And then he passed away two years later. He was ill and, he, you know, he, he died of a heart attack. But um, he was a guy that was always frustrated that he couldn't put his vision onto onto the screen. And I'm sure a lot, all directors get that. I'm sure all writers get that. The, the, what you write or what you direct doesn't doesn't project onto the big screen. And he, but he like, battered himself for it. But you watch his films, the Three Colours trilogy and Double Life of Veronique especially, and... You, you can't understand why you would think that way because that's like vision on the screen that you can't imagine being in somebody's mind. So he was a genius. So yeah, check mm-hmm. out what, what I've written and you know if anybody wants to throw out anything out there, masterpiece memo reviews, talk about him. I'll always publish it. I'll always publish words about him. So wonderful man. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I, the only reason why I really haven't read them yet is because I want to dive into the films first, so that way I have an idea yeah. of what they're like, yeah. and then go back, because then it'll make so much more sense, and it'll resonate so much better. Well, watch his shorts. I mean, I posted some of his shorts that are on there. I've, I've put them on there. You can go click on the link and just watch some of his films, and you get, you get a little idea of... Like, when you watch Scorsese's early shorts, you get an idea of where he was going. It's, it's a bit like that. Okay, yeah, cool. Check it out, check it out. I, and those are all on Filmstruck, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Julia, you're up. All right, my 1991 is of definitely lighter, you know, flavor than the Sons of the Lambs. It is the animated Disney version of Beauty and the Beast. Wow. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. Without the exclusively gay moment. Exactly. (laughs) It's probably my favorite animated Disney movie. I could watch it literally six million times and never get tired of it, ever. It's probably my number two for that year. It is the the best Disney film. Uh Yeah, and it was even nominated for Best Picture. I think it was the first animated film to ever be nominated for Best Picture. I remember, right? I believe it was. Even though, if you go back, like yeah. Snow White, should, uh, probably Fantasia, maybe Dumbo, uh, you know, um, and of course then Sleeping Beauty and um, Cinderella, any of those probably could have been nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it took them so long. 
Let's see Kennedy for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just now finally, you know, with, like, Moonlight. I mean, so, you know, it takes them 300 years to get one step, so. <laughs> Even then, you can't read, you can't read the right bloody name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Julia, do you want to go first, then, for 1992? Sure. So, for 1992, Only But a Goodie, hilarious, hilarious performance by one Tom Hanks. It is A League of Their Own. Oh, cool. That's good. I like that one. I believe he's still peeing. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, underrated performance by Lori Petty. I love her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kit. Y'all great. Especially at the end there with uh, the future. Uh-huh. Oh, breaking. All right, Jonathan? Ooh, 1992. Well, my favorite filmmaker... In, uh, no, I'm sorry, it's uh, Reservoir Dogs. Once again, you stole my pick. <laughs> We're on the same page. No, it's great, it's great. Um, yeah, for me, Reservoir Dogs. So, for me, the player and Reservoir Dogs are like a close second. My, my number, uh, another French film, <laughs> Delicatessen. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's the. Uh, does that have a pig on the, uh, yeah, the poster? It, it does, it does. Okay. Another one I need to see. Yeah. Is that a horror movie? Uh, no, it's, it's a bit of a satire. It's, it's the guy who made Amelie, so it's, it's in that kind of vein. Oh, okay. Is that John, Jean-Pierre Junet? Junet, yeah. And he's, it's, okay. It's, 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 it's all set in one apartment building, and it's, it all gets a bit silly at the end, but it's, it's funny. It's like, it's like watching you know, the old slapstick films at the end, but in a, like, a modern... Uh, modern take on it, yeah. Very good. Right, okay. Well, why don't you bring us into 93 then? Um, can I do 93 and 94? Because it's three <sighs> colours blue and three colours red. Okay. So okay. They're, they're, I know it's a bit, I'm a bit obsessed, I'm getting a bit obsessed now, but I promise you, 95 is an American film, I promise you. Um, okay. Yeah, three colours blue, so Kislovsky again. Um, it made it made white the same year as red, but red is better. So red and blue, brilliant bookends to that trilogy. If you want to know more about it, read my website. <laughs> but I can talk yes. about it forever. Yeah. So I, I, that, that's my ninety three and ninety four. Over to you guys. Okay, is that sort of like your Kill Bill Volume One and Volume Two then? Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Julia. My 1993 is Mrs. Doubtfire. Nice. I don't work well with the men because I used to be one. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought that was a run by Flutie. <laughs> I like that you don't shave your legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a funny movie. <laughs> I just love because it's got House of Pain. Jump around. Jump yep. around. Jump, jump, jump up and get down. And Aerosmith. Dude looks like a lady. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dude does look like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about you, Jonathan? Uh, 93. I'm going with the other Spielberg movie, Jurassic Park. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually, it's actually one of the first uh, Spielberg movies I remember watching when I was a kid and just being 
just terrified and enthralled all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the Velociraptor scene in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, when that uh, one, like, jumped at the um, the mirror, or the reflection, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I, I probably pissed myself. <laughs> uh, well, for me, uh, my pick for 93 is um, Dazed and Confused. Ooh, good. That's a good choice. One of the, the, one Very of the good best, choice. Thank you. One of the best high school movies of all time. One of the best comedies of all time. Uh, it's one of the... I think it's... Besides The Voyage of Mimi, it's the first time we really see Ben Affleck. Oh, my and God. I completely really? forgot that Voyage of the Mimi was a thing until just now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a thing. Uh, but, yeah, we see Ben Affleck as O'Banion. Um who, by the way, is, there seems to be like a lot of homoeroticism in that movie because he keeps trying to slap some asses. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you have maybe the breakout performance from a young Matthew McConaughey yeah. to Watterson, the creep, who uh, just keeps... Like when he, they're standing there in front of the Emporium and he turns to the freshman, he's like, so how do the girls look in your grade? Yep, he only <laughs> wants to date high school girls. Yeah. And that, why is that? Do you want to say it? Nope. You oh, go for it. okay. I get older, they stay the same. Age. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, moving on, 1994. You want to go first, Jonathan? Yeah, there's, there's only one movie. There really is. Pulp Fiction. Yes! There There's is. more than one movie in 1994, y'all! I know, but still, that was that was, was the film. <laughs> I mean... It, it, it's funny, because really, I became a Tarantino fan uh, with uh, Kill Bill Volume 1, and then after that, I... When I was... I had to get everything QT-related uh, that he's done. Yeah. And that was the second movie I I saw after that. Yeah. Does 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 he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> Say what again? I dare you. Actually, it's not my favorite line. My favorite line is one I really. It, it's just, it, it's actually Tarantino's line where he's just pissed off that Jules and Vincent have come to his. House. They're bloodied up, and they put a dead person in the garage. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna not say, but it's it's it, it just makes me laugh every time. Yeah, I think I know what your what the line is. I couldn't believe he said that. Frankly, <laughs> are you talking about the the storage? Oh, I'll be right back, guys. Okay. So, Julia, then, so it's we know it's not Pulp Fiction for you. It nope. is. It is Clerks. <laughs> It's and the debut of Kevin Smith. I cannot go against Silent Bob. He has my heart forever and ever. <laughs> Snoochie boochies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, probably the best line in that movie, and maybe the, one of the best lines ever, is when, like, um, oh, God, which one is it? The guy with the goatee. Um, Bra- that's Brian. Brian. He's, like... He's pissed off because he's like, my girlfriend slept or gave like, thir- you know, 39 blowjobs. 
And the guy's he like... He fucked 39 dicks. Or, yeah, yeah. And he's like, at one time? <laughs> <laughs> Veronica. Yeah. Oh, God, it's a funny movie. And, you know, I think that movie cost, like, $12,000 to make or something. Yep. He, Ken like, took Smith out... maxed out, like, three credit cards. Yeah. Four credit cards, something like that. Ugh, it's just too bad that now Kevin Smith is making movies like Tusk and uh, Yoga Hosers mm. and get kicked off airplanes. And mm. So, Robin, how about you go next? 95, is it? 94. After 94, I think it was right. Oh, that's right. That's right. My bad. Yes. I forget. You're um, sending out 93 and 94. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Double bill. Okay. Okay, well, I, for me, 94 is as well Pulp Fiction. Yes. Uh, there, you know, but no surprise. It's my third favorite movie of all time. Um, and, you know, and I was just talking about Pulp Fiction last night and talking about how, like, if you stretch that movie out in chronological order, it does not work. It just doesn't work. Because the beginning of that film is the end of the film. And then I honestly don't even know where you would start that thing. Otherwise... <laughs> And, yeah, it's just, it's great. Um, but I just want to point out, in 94, if you go on IMDb, of course, the greatest film of all time is The Shawshank Redemption. So, just throwing that out, uh, uh, it's one, two. Yeah. So then, uh, I will do, 90, I will start us with 95. For me, my favorite of 95 is 7. Uh, David Fincher's Seven, uh, his masterpiece. Oh, hold on. Oh, sorry about that again. Just That's saying right. hi to my father. Sure, sure. Uh, anyway, I so just, how, how far? How far are we now again? 95? I just started ninety-five. Okay. And uh, sure. I, I said my favorite from ninety-five is David Fincher's Seven. Ooh, I love that movie. Yeah. How about you? And my favorite from ninety-four is Clerks. FYI. Oh, yep. that's yep. a great one. <laughs> yeah, you missed the part where we were talking about uh, the girlfriend sucked like 39 dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, 95. Um, that's our story. That, that was just... Yeah. Enough said yeah, right there. Toy, toy Story. Do you think Pixar is still making good movies, by the way? Yeah, still. I mean, I know they had that period with uh, Monsters University and Brave... Where it just wasn't totally, it wasn't, they weren't, they were okay, they went up to par, and Cars 2. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think Inside Out was a written form for them. And, yeah, that uh, was I think uh, the new one they've got out, Coco, looks very good. Looks very promising. Yeah, I forgot about that trailer. I just watched that, too. And that one looks really good, too. Yeah, so yeah, I'm on board. So how about for you guys? What's your favorite of 95? Well, I'll go first. My favorite for 1995, as if, Clueless. Yes. It, it, it was actually between that and Toy Story and Clueless, and I just went, yeah, Toy Story. I just, mm. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with Toy Story. Toy Story is flawless. I had to go Clueless. Right. Oh, and I just kind of realized this. Paul Rudd made that was one of his earlier roles as uh-huh. the step. Is it his cousin? Her cousin? No, right? step brother. Well, step brother. Not like kind of step brother, kind of ish. 
Yeah, weren't they divorced? They were They were in the process of getting divorced. Or they were already divorced. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Right. Now, I forget. Wasn't uh, Paul Rudd was described as a Baldwin? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Back when the Baldwins like actually Like a geeky mattered? Baldwin. Yes. <laughs> right, right. And Robin, what is yours? Um, well, first, it's a man's a tie. But the two the two films I'm going to pick, I'm going to just quickly talk about the Oscars because it's a really strange year for the Oscars because the sense of sensibility, oh. there was Babe, there was um, Apollo 13, they were all going to win at some point, then Braveheart won, there was Dead Man Walking, um, mm. there was the other one, Nicolas Cage. Oh, uh, Leaving uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, Leaving Las Vegas. And obviously the ones you've mentioned already, but the two the the two best films of the year for me, and I cannot decide between them. And I always go one way or the other. Is Heat. Mhm. And seven. Ooh. Oh, that's Heat. those are great. And Seven. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Michael Mann's Heat either. No, Especially because I think that was the first time that uh, we ever got to see Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in a scene together. Yeah. Right. And then they would do it again, Righteous Kill, which I don't think oh, I remember. Oh, I forgot about that that crap fest. <laughs> that was a movie? Oh, yeah, unfortunately. unfortunately. Oh, they just, I think they both needed the paycheck. Yeah. That movie was not righteous. <laughs> and it made me want to kill myself. <laughs> Oh, uh, 90, 1996. Who wants to go first? Uh, let's go with Robbie. Would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Fargo. Excellent. Oh, Excellent. One, one millimeter ahead of train spotting. Ooh. Both oh, very excellent man. choices. So great, so great. Julia? My pick for 1996 is Wes Craven's Scream. Oh, that's a good one. Those. I'm going with Jerry Maguire. Yeah, very good. You know, in fact, I just heard about uh, <coughs> Nip Licky. Nip, nip, uh, Jonathan Lipnicki. Lip yeah, that he got, uh, after that movie came out, like, he was really harassed and teased a lot. And now, now he's like a bodybuilder or something, and like yes, nobody, he is. He looks nobody like will mess with different. Him. Yeah, yeah. I just always remember that like his were had three rabbits, and the human head weighs like eight pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete Rose has like four thousand hits, and not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> okay, well for me, my favorite movie uh, of nineteen ninety six is Independence Day. Uh, one of the best sci-fi movies of all time, or at least not best. Okay, I take that back. One of the most um, watchable, oh, <laughs> entertaining, entertaining. Yeah, and I mean, it was Will Smith back when Will Smith was still relevant. Oh, he's still relevant. It's just he just has a penchant of picking bad scripts now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on with that guy. But that's probably a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, what, what else said about yeah. After Earth, the better. Yeah. 
Oh, God, After Earth. <laughs> oh, my God. That and, uh, what, Collateral Beauty? Oh, Hell yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> One of those days, I'm going to have to talk about why... Why there's so much wrong with that with that one film? Yeah, uh, yeah. We need a, we need a, a good podcast Jonathan about rant. why Collateral Beauty is so horrible. <laughs> why Naomi Harris was in the best and the worst film of the year? Was she in that one too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear God. There were a lot of good actors who were in that movie, like Ed Norton and uh, Summer Miram and Kate Winslet. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Okay. So, uh, Jonathan, why don't you start us off for 97, then? Oh, 97. Normally, I would say Titanic or LA Confidential, but I'm going to go with, an under, with, an, with Tarantino's vastly underrated Jackie Brown. Mm. Mm. Robin, do you agree with that one? Yeah, no, it's a good one. My favorite, my favorite is uh, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, that's a good, I like that one, too. I really like Goodwill Hunting, too. I'm staying from Jackie Brown because, to be fair, I've only seen it once, and I remember really not liking it when I saw it. So, well, it, it, it was very, it's a, it's very a, different. It, yeah, it's it's like a, uh, it's it's it, it, it's it's a, it's one of Tarantino's genre movies. It's 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 a crime thriller, but not quite. It's a drama, but not quite. And it feels like a comedy, but not fully. Yeah. Right? But I love how he takes the heist movie, and it's not just about it's about the planning, the process, and Jackie, can, you know, just trying to essentially stay above uh, the feds and uh, Odell Roby, and trying to be on the level with um, Max Jerry. The fact that I actually know these characters' names pretty much says to the fan of Tarantino's work I am. Right. It was actually on TV here like a week ago, and I watched it again. And it's probably like for me, it's like his third best film. And it, and the fact he's adapted a screenplay is something he should have done more of because I do think his recent films. I know, I know you probably all like Django Unchained, but since Inglorious Bastards, I think he's just completely. It, it's like he's ripping himself off now. So he should have done. He should have adap- adapted more crime novels because it just suits him, and you don't get all this stupid dialogue. You just get him right, directing a crime film, which is brilliant. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, Julia, do we want to say ours together? Uh, for 1997, actually. One, two, three. Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> spoiler. I know. Yeah, spoiler. Um, yeah, spoiler. Leo just... <laughs> 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 I should have said Men in Black just to throw you off. <laughs> oh, Boogie Nights. Oh, I was going to see that too, and I just yeah. like. <laughs> if you had said if you had said anything else but Titanic, we would have problems. It's actually ironic because like, I guess apparently um, Leo was supposed to star in uh, Boogie Nights, and Mark Wahlberg was supposed to be in Titanic, and they eventually kind of swapped. Really. I, I think that's what I heard at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Diggler would have sank much faster. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry. No, Kate Winslet would not have let that go. <laughs> he could have just whipped it out and moved the, moved the iceberg. 
And you go dark, don't you worry. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> he, he sank the Titanic. <laughs> and knew it. He, he was walking around and he poked a hole somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but just given if he poked yeah. the hole, I'm pretty sure you could probably just patch that back right up. <laughs> well, it depends on the size of the hole. Oh, God. Not talking about the hole. <laughs> <laughs> so many spoilers. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, my Lanta. Oh, with that. Yes. First for 98. <laughs> well, can I go first? Because I think my 98 might shock all. Okay, sure. let's hear it. All right, my 1998, Armageddon. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. I'm sorry. I am I... shocked. <laughs> no, go ahead, Jonathan. Okay. <laughs> I hate Michael Bay as a filmmaker. It just, I mean, and this is someone who, who likes Transformers and The Rock. After that, though, just oh, <laughs> it's everything about uh, he's everything a modern day blockbuster films I just really don't like. I think one of the things I, I just hated about that movie just. The overall stupidity of it, just just the cast of characters were just really annoying and just keep doing <laughs> one stupid thing after another. So, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Not even Billy Bob Thornton and Steve Buscemi can just save, can save that piece of shit. <laughs> I can accept the hate. It's okay. I uh, love it. Uh, 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 but anyway, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Jonathan, why don't you give us our, uh, your, uh, your pick for 98? Oof, I'm going Saving Private Line. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Is that yours, uh, Robin? No, man's, man's the Truman Show. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Just, it's just oh, God. completely different from anything else that year. It was quite a good year. Good year for war films, by the way. And the, yeah, there's that in the film of Blind. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, oh my god, I could pick any of those. Well, maybe not Armageddon. Oh, shucks. <laughs> no, I'll admit, Steve I admit. Buscemi riding, riding the rocket. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, speaking of Steve Buscemi, shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> oh. Yeah, okay, yeah. I... Big Lebowski. <laughs> Big Lebowski, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one that gives a shit about the rules around here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean Saving Private Ryan is really good. And you know what? Frankly, yeah, so that... is Shakespeare in Love. But to me, yeah. Yeah, I actually it, saw it's... Sorry, I actually saw uh, Saving Private Ryan when I was 8. Mm-hmm. So th- there's there's a lot of stuff that my mom and I saw that I probably should ha- had no business watching, but hmm. somehow I said that yeah, I I'm pretty sure I can handle this movie. Yeah, and then 20 minutes in. Oh, God, what am I got myself into? <laughs> Faces being blown off, limbs being blown off. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 20 minutes you wish you could see again for the first time back in 1998. 90, just, you know, that 
Unbelievable. But now that now that I it's just like holy crap, he shot he shot the absolute shit out of that scene. Yeah. And it's well paced, very well shot, and uh I think he did a lot of the camp the handheld camera work himself. Which sadly has now become a gimmick, but at the time he, right. that was about as very real and viceful as it got when it comes to shooting a war scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I wish we could keep going with uh, that, Sorry. but I keep moving here because Robin has to go to bed soon. Yeah, okay, so 1999. <laughs> midnight. Oh, yeah, it's midnight right now, huh? That's right, because you guys, you're five hours now ahead versus six. Yep. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, try, to, we'll try to speed things up a little bit faster. Uh, I'm loving this conversation, by the way. Uh, but, uh, all right, Robin, do you want to go first for 99? 99. Um, what this is a great year, by the way. I could have picked about ten, but yeah, Magnolia for me. Oh, it's Paul that's Anderson's, a good Anderson's oh. best film. It's his best script. It's just a brilliant. It's like it's like watching Robert Altman. It's just great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant film. That's my number one. Okay, Julia. My number one for 1999 is David Fincher's first appearance on my list. Fight Club. You know you're not supposed to talk about Fight Club. <sighs> First rule club. You never talk about Fight Club. <laughs> I know. I'm a, I'm a rule breaker. What can I say? Right. Jonathan. Uh, you know, I, I would have gone with uh, Mike Noah because I do think it's probably uh, uh, Anderson's his best movie by far. But I'm going to go with uh, The Matrix. By uh, the Wachowski, the Wachowski sisters at this point. Poster yeah. behind me. <laughs> Can you guys see yeah, it? That, yeah. Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matrix. Oh my god, I gotta see that one again though. Like, it, it's, it's been it's still it yeah. still holds up to today. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I completely forgot. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Then I will throw this back in the news segment. Mm-hmm. What the hell do we think of Warner Brothers rebooting The Matrix? Uh, uh, with Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> no. Actually, that would be interesting, because I do like Michael B. Jordan. But I just assumed that they were going to ever do The Matrix again. It would be uh, the Wachowski Wika- uh, uh, sisters doing uh, going back into that world again. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I was never a fan of the third, the third movie... Or parts of the second. This is like you know, there's a lot to take in, and they're throwing a lot of ideas and a lot of concepts. And I thought I really dug that to see in a sci-fi film, especially in a mainstream movie like that. Right. Yeah. But uh, I, I would say yes. I would, I would like to see them actually handle the material again. But if they're not, then screw it. I don't care. Hmm. I, I just don't know what they want to do it in the first place. I mean, is it just Hollywood, cash Hollywood has no them. interesting ideas anymore. They have no original ideas. It's all about the remake of the reboot of the sequel of the this of the that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And you know, I hear people say, ruining my childhood. They're ruining my childhood. <laughs> Ugh. Well, for me, it's, uh, yeah, it's the one we can't talk about. It's Fight Club. <laughs> Which you just mentioned. 
Congratulations. <gasps> Oops. Oops. <laughs> I hope Tyler Durden doesn't come and kick my ass. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, what a great, 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 great year. I mean, oh my god, we didn't even mention, like, um, being Don Malkovich, right. or American Beauty, or The Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, so many of them. Uh, or Angela's Ashes? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, what a fantastic piece of cinema, Angela's Ashes. Oof. <laughs> 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 All right, let's move into the 2000s. Um, so, Robin, do you want to go first? No, oh. sorry, go ahead, Jonathan. I was going to say, I, I wanted to go first because this is... Oh, sure, absolutely. This is one of my personal favorites of mine. It's almost famous. It's... It, 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 I saw that one was and I, I actually remember watching it back in high school, and I was just... Absolutely in love with it, with the character, with the William Miller, because I just so saw so much myself in him. Mm-hmm. Not about not being cool and trying to find my own place, and falling in love with uh, classic rock. So that 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 that's that that's a movie that just stays with me even to this day. Yeah, definitely. And that was your pick too, wasn't it, Julia? Indeed, it is. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, are you gonna go three for three here? Uh, I am. I am indeed. <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah. Holy cow! Rock and roll, absolutely beautiful. Uh, wow. Okay, I feel bad if I don't pick it. <laughs> Kate Hudson was was my spirit animal in two thousand. Seriously. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Almost famous probably could be my pick. Maybe it even is my pick if I if I think about it. But I'm still kind of in love with Gladiator to some degree. And, um, you know, the thing about uh, when we talk about the Oscars, that was the first year that I got into watching the Oscars was that year. And I remember thinking Gladiator was going to win Best Picture. And I thought you know, it was going to come down to Gladiator and Almost Famous. And then they didn't even nominate Almost Famous because they wanted to pick a fucking um, Miramax movie. And so they went with Shot. Right. Which kid is my ass? <laughs> but I just want to shout out track and uh, Aaron Brockish, Del uh, Herbert, uh, absolutely true as well. But yeah, for me it's Gladiator. Uh, but yeah, holy shit, almost famous. <laughs> oh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which yes, is still yes, probably my favorite Ang Lee song. Yeah, that was the first time I'd even heard of Ang Lee, to be, to be honest. Like, I I didn't know about the sense of Ice Storm, those. To me, it was all Crouching Tiger. That was where I got started with him. So, um, uh, let's jump into 2001. I think I will go first. For me, uh, my favorite movie of 2001 is Ocean's Eleven. Ooh, the, oh, nice. The, the Soderbergh remake. Okay. Yep. Soderbergh continues along, and uh, yeah, I just love the cast. I think it's a great story, and it's, the pacing is phenomenal in that one. So, and uh, 2001 overall was probably one of the worst years we've seen in a long, long time, except for the ones that are at the the top. You know, you have basically two groups. You have the best, and then you have everything else right. that you can just get rid of. Like, uh, Say It Isn't So in Osmosis Jones. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
there was a couple of really good gender, like Save the Last Dance and Legally Blonde. Yeah. Well, okay. is Legally Blonde your pick? It is not. Ooh. All right. My pick for 2001 is Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Did you, you, you didn't like that one? I'm not a fan of Baz Luhrmann. Uh, just in general. Just to kind of interrupt you for a second, be glad I did not go with Romeo plus Juliet for 96 because I was oh, yeah, seriously, you, seriously you would have considering problems. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that was the... Up until that point, I considered that to be the bastardization of the Bard's uh, classic um, text being, trans- being uh, transferred into Spain. Up until I saw the other Romeo and Juliet movie, not not the 1970s one, the um, the one with the, that Julian Fellows wrote and directed. Okay. Hmm. Oh, the one that was nominated for Best Picture. No, 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 no Julian Fellows. He wrote and I think he directed that movie, the, the updated Romeo and Juliet. Oh, 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 the recent. The one with Haley Steinfeld and. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. uh, right, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I'm. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> so, but yes, you're just dating for Baz Luhrmann, which I can understand now because of that. Off. Uh, just to go on a little tangent here, the get down is awful, horrible, horrible, awful. Could not make it past the first episode, but yes, rain down your horrible Baz Luhrmannness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just throw out the Great Gatsby. That was definitely that too. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. All right, Robin. Right, two thousand and one, is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take a guess and say what I think his favorite movie is. Mulholland Drive, correct? Ooh, no, it's my number two. Anyone oh. Ooh. Um, Donnie Darko. No. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're going back to Friends. Okay. Uh, oh, Amelie. Oh yeah, Amelie. Yeah. Amelie. Amelie is a bit, yeah. That is that's my favorite. It's it's top five all time as well. Wonderful. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Easy choice. Okay. Drive the Right. So, Jonathan, what's yours? Go uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. Uh, just. Again, it's uh, just when I saw it, I I was I, uh, backstory. I was my mom read to me when I was very young. Uh, my dad was uh, my dad was in uh, 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 Operation Desert Storm, so he was overseas, and it was just me and my mom that would read pretty much all the time together. We spend a lot of our weekends at library at the library, and she introduced me to J.R.R. Tolkien and. It was a hop edit, and then I then I gradually read The Lord of the Rings, and then I started just reading that over and over and over again. And that's just one of my favorite uh, literary, literary um, works of him. And to see how Peter Jackson uh, brought that to fruition with this first with the first movie, it 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 it, it blew my mind what he yeah. did, especially in with two and three. But that one, that one's a standout. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, so who wants to start us off on 2002? 
Wait, did you go? By the way, did you yeah, I go? picked Ocean's Eleven. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. <clears throat> I can start out, start us off for two thousand two. Okay. My pick for two thousand two is the Best Picture winner, Chicago. Okay, actually, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of musicals, but you know what? I it, it took me a while to actually warm up to that movie, but then I watched it again. Again, it's like, uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I especially like Rich, Richard Gere's little tap dancing solo, which was <laughs> really good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really not. It was the it was the uh, the booze and the jazz, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> jazz and liquor. Damn the liquor. So, uh, how about you, Robin? Um, I'm not about to talk to her. It's my favorite. Oh, okay. That's on my must. Yeah. Same here. Great film. Really good. Isn't that the one where, like, uh, she's in a coma and the guy, like, falls in love with her? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, two, two comas and two guys. Yeah. And... Okay. That's such a great concept. So, uh, Jonathan, are you going to... Oh, yes, yes, like, can, can I... Is it... Okay. Is not the two towers it's you know what i thought about it but it's not that movie okay this one again this is actually this is the movie that made me fall in love with movies as i as as i know uh is miyazaki spirited away Mm. yeah it's still my favorite of his of his works um and i just when I first saw it, and I hear um, composer Joe Hisashi's uh, opening themes, the cues, and I just feel like, okay, I'm in for something very special, and I was. I was just, even though it, it's basically Alice in Wonderland, a very a Japanese update of that story, mm-hmm. of Lewis Carroll's uh, The Looking Glass, the way Miyazaki tells it is spectacular and the way he how he just he hand drew that movie like for the except for maybe the occasional splash of digital and cgi the whole film the look of the film is just absolutely mesmerizing from start to finish yeah oh and definitely. they did a and they did a terrific job with the um with the dub with the dub work to get yeah. interested for certain roles. I thought I was a stroke of genius. You know, I'm going to throw out a shout-out to our friend Patty Mulholland because that's one of his favorites as well. So, hey, Patty. Hey, Patty. What's up, Patty? I actually watched it with my, with my four-year-old two weeks ago. Like, two weekends ago, I watched that. Uh, Spirit Away. She, she loves it. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I love the the ghost. Um, uh, no, no face. No face, yeah. yeah. And how, like... No face is actually really nice and friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, that that movie actually kind of gave me a nightmare. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I I had that. I was in a job, you know, because there's that moment in the movie uh, where the girl has to get a job. Yeah, to hear about. Yeah, and and that gave me a nightmare because I thought I've dreamt stuff like that before. Like I have, I'm in a job, and I it's the last thing I want to do, and I I'm doing it, and I can't leave. Mm. Oh, ugh. I'm glad I woke up. <laughs> well, my pick uh, for 2002 is uh, Gangs in New York. Oh, that's a good. Uh, that's a great one. I, I, uh, actually, the first first Scorsese movie uh, 
actually saw saw mm-hmm. this. Um, really, that was the yeah. first one. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The first that was the first one. Well, technically, that's the second one. The first one was bringing out the dead, but I honestly bring that one mm, uh, sure. as much. You see it in the theater. Uh, bringing out the dead, yes, and Gangs in New York. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and that was actually the first movie I saw from Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, yeah, this I know people have been telling me he was a good actor, he's a good actor. This is that was the movie like, okay, yeah, he's really good. <clears throat> right. Yeah. I yeah. just stopped seeing him as this heartthrob and as the artist, the actor. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if he was nominated for <clears throat> It was uh, Daniel but, Lewis who was now. Oh, that's right, Lewis. In the, yeah, like, oh, that was the Adrian Brody year, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was. Oh, okay, yes. yeah. Oh, that's right, because they couldn't decide Jack Nicholson and about Schmidt and Daniel Day Lewis and Gangs in New York, and so then Adrian Brody won for the pianist. Yeah. Okay. And then I remember, like, he got up on stage and he like kissed um, Halle Berry. Yeah, and she just looks so shocked. <laughs> All right, uh, moving along. Um, so 2003, who wants to go first? I think I'll take this one. Volume 1. Oh, nice. Yes. Hell yeah. I love... I. I actually love the opening line because I, I actually have this committed to memory. Uh, Bill's opening monologue. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you find me sadistic? <laughs> I can, you know, I can find egg on your head if I wanted to, and yeah, just, it, it, I just love that movie. Yeah, and especially just a, a shout out to um, uh, the uh, the chapter three about uh, oh. Or, uh, Ren's Origins. That was actually done by um, uh, a production company, anime production company, Studio IG. They actually mm-hmm. shot the scene. And I believe it was also uh, Shinichihiro Shine, uh, Shine Watanabe who uh, probably, I think that helped put that concept together or at least actually uh, animate or helped okay. animate it. Uh, and wow. he's the guy behind uh, Cowboy Bebop and uh, Samurai Champloo. Mm. So. Hmm. Okay. Have to check those out. Um, so, uh, who wants to go next? Is that yours, Alvin Kilbill? No, yes. um... That was me. I, I, sorry. Yeah. Oh, he's just asking if I agree. Um, no, you know what? Mine is Mystic River. <laughs> One of the Clint Eastwood movies that I think was legitimately good, like really, really good, that it, nobody can say shit about. Um, see, yeah, Stick River for me, and oh my god, like that moment when like Tim Robbins comes home and he's got blood all over his hands, and uh, Marsha Gay Harden's like, "What the hell happened?" <coughs> oh, and then the reveal, and oh my god, yeah. Anyway, uh, who's next? <laughs> You want to go next round? Alright, I'll go next. Okay. A man's little called In America. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have. Um, yes. yes, I have. Uh, that was the um, uh, Jim Jim Sheridan. That, yeah. so that's the yep. director. Jim Sheridan, I believe. Yep. Really, really like pe- like a perfect movie, and I actually I actually cry at the end. So there you go. Aww. Aww. 
Hug. <laughs> Excuse me a minute. Okay. <laughs> well, while, while he's crying, you want to go next, Julian? Well, I cried to this movie for, I imagine, different reasons than Robin Christ in America. And I'm prepared for ridicule and whatever for my next two picks, but I'll own them. My pick for 2003 is How to Lose Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> uh, that's Brilliant. the one with, um... Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, right. When... <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, well, you, you can own those. Uh, <laughs> I got no problem with that. I could literally watch that movie like six million times in my entire life. Die happy every single time I watch it. It's it's probably like the best romantic comedy in the past 25 years. Easy. Well, well wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, because we had, um, oh, what's that one? Oh, uh, The Devil Wears Prada, right? Wasn't that a romantic comedy? Uh, not really. It wasn't romantic. Oh, no. wasn't it? Oh. No. It was a comedy, yes, but it wasn't really, there was no romantic. The only, ro- the only really romance element was uh, Adrian Grenier. Yeah. Yeah. With Anne Hathaway, and that, that wasn't the focus. The focus was Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep. With Emily Blunt thrown in for... Yes, for good measure. And Stanley yes. Tucci. Yes, and Stanley Tucci. Oh, okay. oh, I adore Stanley Tucci in that movie. But yeah, How to Lose Guy in 10 Days. My pick for 2003. Can't go wrong. Right. Well, then, do you want to start us off then with 2004, since you said you want to own this one as well? Yeah. Yep. I am loud and proud owning this The Notebook. Right. <laughs> uh, someday I will get the nerve to see this movie. I'm going to make you sit down and watch it, but then our friend Amy would kill me. <laughs> well, that the holiday. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, that's true. Oh, well, well, because no, go ahead. Oh no. Well, it's just because that uh, there's certain things that Al isn't allowed to do if our friend Amy is not present. She was friends with him long before I was friends with Al. So there's ah. just things that, yeah, he's not allowed to do without her. And <laughs> the notebook and holiday are those things. And ah. eat at Devani's. Yes, and eat at Devani's. I do but anyway. anyway, yes. The notebook, 2004, my pick. I cry every single time I watch it. I've probably watched it like 500 times at this point. <laughs> um, frankly, in my opinion, Ryan Gosling was overlooked for a Best Actor nod. Oh, God, his name is escaping me. The old guy, James. Oh, crap. Of course I'm having this brain. (laughs) But, I mean, he was overlooked for best supporting, and frankly, I think the screenplay could have gotten a best adapted screenplay nod. But that's just my opinion. Ah, 2004 is really strong. Probably the strongest uh, of the, um... Actually, between 2004 and 2007, those are the two strongest of the aughts. She had uh, Collateral and Million Dollar Baby, Sideways, The Aviator, uh, uh, <clears throat> Incredibles. You know what? Ray, Vera, from, uh, not Vera, uh, Vera Drake. And those aren't the movies I'm going to go with because my pick is is a cult classic, depending on who you talk to, and it's one of my personal favorites. It's a little movie called Garden State. With, uh, I love that movie. <clears throat> Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I, I watched that movie pretty much on repeat uh, it, when I was in high school. 
I just that's why I love the soundtrack, love the writing, and Natalie Portman became just a huge crush after after me. Yeah, I've, for some reason I've missed that one. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I like Zach Braff. I mean, you know, Scrubs is pretty good. Yeah. Well, she also. What was that? What's what yours? yours from oh, what's mine? Um, yes. Si- my, mine is Sideways. I, I just, oh, God, I love that. You know, Alexander Payne, um, that was his masterpiece, uh, at least so far. Hopefully downsizing is really great. But, yeah, so far, uh, Sideways is his masterpiece. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a performance as good as Paul Giamatti's that got completely ignored by actors. Oh, agreed. And it's just pain because he is so good in that, especially because Thomas Hayden Church was nominated, and Thomas Hayden Church couldn't do that role Without. if not for Paul Giamatti. Yeah, Ugh! bastards. <sighs> that and I'm not drinking any flow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as memorable as that scene was, uh, it's what happens with the pair towards the end. That I I just crack I just I will crack up every single time and it's where he has to go or uh, he leaves his wedding ring at some oh. at a woman's house, another woman's house yep. and he has to go and Miles oh, go back in there and get it. <laughs> the guy can't out today. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, the the dick on the. Uh... On the car window. window. <laughs> 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 oh, bravo. <laughs> I'm yep. glad he had the balls to do that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so, Robert, what's yours? Mine is sideways as well. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's another yeah. perfect film for me. It really is. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to... Oh, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. I have to say it should have won at the Oscars for the balls to give a comedy best picture. It was the best. Yeah, they year. still don't yeah. actually. Actually, no, they yeah, didn't. Actually, for being honest, another movie that I, another movie that should have been nominated, and I would have been very happy to see that. Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. Yeah, that's what absolutely. I was gonna mention. I was gonna mention that might just be the best romantic film I've seen in the last what ten, fifteen years, right there. And it's. Is- is it it's really the comedy, act of though? falling out of love and then falling again. So it's just. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you uh, say it was a comedy or a drama? Com- I think it's. I think uh, I'm going to go comedy. Honestly. Yeah, I, I guess it, it's it's all in how you interpret it. Um, because yeah, the there are definitely moments of comedy. It's the best romance since How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Robin. <laughs> Mic drop. And it's the best action adventure film since <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. By the way, none of us mentioned The Aviator or uh, Finding actually, Neverland. No, actually, give a shout out to, to, to The Aviator. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You did. Um, did you mention Million Dollar Baby, though? I did, yeah. I actually first, oh, you did? Also, oh, okay. oh. also forgot to mention two others, which I really enjoyed. Uh, mm-hmm. Collateral by yes. from Michael Mann and uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban by Alfonso. Oh, yeah, Cuello. that one's really good. 
I'll throw um, Miracle. Oh, yeah. And Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that one. Oh, that's the... Oh. Which arguably was the best comic book movie ever made up until uh, The Dark Knight. Yeah, I, I, def- I would agree with that. So, let's move to... Ni- uh, I almost said... 2005. 2005. Yeah, 2005. <laughs> Actually, I think Robbie's going to like mine because this one is uh, it's from a filmmaker of uh, that a lot of people love. Who I wasn't crazy about, but I did love this movie. It is the New World. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I think just his just his uh, his aesthetic and his sensibilities for painting, uh, showing nature and. Uh, his characters in in, in in nature and living, that that works, especially for um, uh, the, the topic of, of uh, the poker. Of the poker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I I didn't like that one, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, for me, it's how you feel about the Tree of Life. Yeah. <laughs> I just it, it, felt it, it was a little too pretentious and... Uh, Maybe it's just above my pay grade. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, Julia, why don't you go next? My pick for 2005? I feel like you and I will have the same pick. My Brokeback Mountain. Ah. We actually but, don't. Huh. Brokeback okay. Mountain is a masterpiece. So, that is a beautiful film. And yes. Gust- was it Gustavo Santa Olaya who did the soundtrack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that's one of the best. I, you know, I I forgot to put that one on uh, my list mania, frankly, because that that is a beautiful soundtrack. Oh, I have to say this, but um, uh, I think probably the biggest reason why I like that movie so much is the way it was shot, and again, a shout to the great Emmanuel Lubezki, Chivo. He shot that one. Yeah, he did. Oh wow! Now I'm not surprised why uh, the the Revenant was shot the way it was. Okay, that makes more sense now. I mean, and I love the Revenant. I'm saying that's a good thing. Um, yeah, Robin, how about you? Don't crash. Only joking. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? And he's brought back Robin as well. The the. Best, most fitting, best picture winner that never did. Most definitely. We'd be talking about it now as like, that's one of the great wins. Shocking. Yeah, I, you know, I can, I can, oh my God, I would have to put it in top five best movies that didn't win best picture. Because for me, there's Raging Bull. Right, of course. There's all that jazz in Apocalypse Now. Even Star Wars? Oh. But you can see why those films didn't win, though. Brought back yeah. and ticked every single box. Yeah. Apart from the homophobes. It really did. Homophobes yeah. in Hollywood who didn't want to vote for it. Right. But yeah, they probably didn't even see the movie. No. Hmm. Anyway. Well, mine was not nominated for Best Picture, although I honestly thought it was. I, I, thought, I thought that year, going into the fall, I thought... This was going to be the big movie, and it would be Peter Jackson's King Kong. Mm. Yeah, I think I just... Uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I didn't hate it. It's just, it's just it, it. You know what the complaints about Lord of the Rings? How it's just too long. It's too epic in, in its nature. You know the, the, those the, those criticisms. I'm pretty chaffed for King Kong because oh, it's okay. honestly it did it, it really it didn't really need to be like three like three hours long. I, mean, I no. get them. I get the Lord of the Rings. I really do. To tell that story, it has to be told in that length. I get it. But King Kong, no. I don't think you could have done... You could have just whittled that down to at least two hours and have and let it be that. No, that's a fair criticism. Uh, especially because, you know, you have that bug scene that I just... Oh, skip. I can't even do that scene. It's just nasty. It reminds me of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm. Ugh. Ugh. Bugs and insects and crawlers. Ugh. Yuck. No. No. But, uh... All right. Um, yeah, so, uh, 90s, or... 2006. In the 90s, yeah, 2006. All right, well, I'll go first. For me, it's The Departed. Yeah, the, uh, the movie that Scorsese finally won an Oscar for. Yes, oh my god, I jump for joy when that finally <laughs> happens. Uh, and it rightly so. I mean, that that movie was phenomenal. Um, you know, especially with Leo and Wahlberg and Nicholson and Beer Farmiga. Oh, and da- Matt, yeah, Matt Damon. Oh, my God. Great cast. Great movie. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Yes. Nobody nobody falls off a building like Martin Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert for those of you who have not seen The Departed. <laughs> <laughs> well, the movie's 10 years old. If you haven't seen it by now, fuck you. <laughs> Of course, I haven't seen the double life of Veronique, so fuck me. I'm <laughs> actually, <laughs> uh, well, again, another really strong year for movies, but uh, this one's, you know, this one's going to be a tie. Um, okay. Fuck it. Uh, it's between uh, Clint Eastwood's uh, Letters from Iwo Jima, which to me is the best war film I've seen uh, since Saving Private Ryan, because we've never seen, I've never seen a um, uh, a war film that does have that that, that talks about uh, the other side, and especially the Axis powers, especially with the Japanese. And Eastwood just peels back kind of the uh, the propaganda about Japanese soldiers, and while he does acknowledge that there, there that horrible crimes were committed. During during war with with the Japanese army, he also just shows them as regular as before, as men doing a job, as men do, fighting for their countries, for their country, for their families. And hopefully, get you know doing what what they're doing gets them back home quickly and safely, yeah. and to re- only to realize that it's not. Mm. Uh, but before uh, you get to your to the, your tie, I just have to double check. Julia, did you? What time does The Walking Dead start? Eight o'clock. Okay, we got twenty five. Twenty four minutes. Okay, so I'll, <laughs> okay, and now let's make this one real fast. The other one is Children of Men. Okay. Alfonso Cuarón's dystopian uh, sci fi film, which is still is still the best the best sci fi film I've seen in the last uh, last fifteen fifteen years. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, Robin, can I guess yours? You can try. Is it Pan's Labyrinth? It is. Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> and back, that was the the year um, Corone and Alfonso uh, uh, and Yalitu and Guillermo all came out with movies around the same time and were dubbed the three the three amigos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, what is yours, Julia? Shocker of all shockers. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, Al. Oh, wait, The Departed, right? Yeah! Uh, uh. <laughs> 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 Love me some Jack Nicholson, Leo, and Matt Damon all in the same movie together. Love, love, love. Yeah. Well, uh, for the sake of uh, time, why don't we uh, just kind of just name off our next next uh, ten years uh, without really getting into any kind of uh, yeah, any reason why? Yeah. yeah. So, Robin, why don't you go first? What year? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yep. Oops. That was me. Sorry. Yeah. Four months, three weeks, two days. Okay. Never heard of it. Do- I've never heard of it. Yeah, that's the. Uh, I've uh, heard of it. Romania. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I've never heard of it. Um, Jonathan, what's yours? Uh, 2007. There will be blood. Ooh. <laughs> Julia, is that one yours too? Nope. Mine is No Country for Old Men. Yeah, that's my pick. No Country for Old Men. Although I can easily make the case for Zodiac or Into the Wild as well. Hmm. Also. Yeah. 2008. Um, yeah, for me it's The Dark Knight as well. And Robbie? Man's Wally. Oh, hey, nice. Wally. Wally. And uh, Ju- uh, yeah, Julia, did you say The Dark Knight? Yes. Yes, the Dark Knight, indeedy. All right, uh, 2009. Now you take this one. Okay. Uh, Avatar. But uh, with a close, close. I mean, I could flip a coin and go with uh, or um, the Hurt Locker. Hmm. I'm going uh, Glorious Bastards. Ooh. Good one. Julia. I am going the Lovely Bones. Ooh, really? Oh, uh-huh. Wow. Okay. okay. You must really love Stanley uh- Tucci. <laughs> No, I love Saoirse Ronan. Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You and Robin. And, yeah, and Robin. Go ahead. Uh, Julia with the romantic comedies, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, bones. the lovely bones, right? Seriously. Uh, <laughs> romantic comedy since How to Lose a Guy in 10 <laughs> <laughs> I think there's your opening right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, man's the Michael Haneke's White Widow. And, 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 oh, that's, that's really doing the dishes. Yeah, that's the dishes. Yep, I'm done now. Okay, okay. We'll edit that out. So, <laughs> did we get my choice? Yeah, it was the white ribbon. The, the white ribbon. ribbon. Yeah. Uh, didn't you write a piece on that one, by the way? I've written about it a couple of times, I think. I'm sure I have, yeah. Okay. Uh, 2010. Um, Al, mine... you and me can say yours. Yeah. You and me okay. can say ours at the same time. It's going to be no shocker to those of us 
Noah right. and Adoras. Okay. One, two, three. The, the social, social network. network. Yep. No doubt. Mm. Oh, I, I, that's a great one. Um, actually, I want to go again. Uh, the Ghost Rider. Mm. Nice. For really? a second there, just for a second there, I thought you were going to say the King's Speech. No, no. No, I was going to say... Uh, <laughs> no, I, no I, I'm, I, I like the political thrillers, and I love how... Um, yeah, it was just very well shot and well acted. But. How about you, Robin? Um, I, I went for the one I enjoyed on the big screen the most. Because I couldn't decide between this and social network. Uh, Inception. Oh, By the way... Inception's uh, a great pick. I'm just going to throw this out as well. Um, I'm going to make another shout-out to the Skip to the End guys, Mark, Ben, and Gemma. Uh, they reviewed... Um, Inception and Paprika together uh, on a uh, recent episode. So go check that out uh, if you haven't heard it yet. Because yeah. uh, they were talking about how um, Inception basically ripped off Paprika. Hmm. So uh, 2011, for me, it's it's no contest. It's drive all the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Harry Potter and the Duffy House Part 2. Julia? You want to go, Robin? There you go. Okay, I am going to go Moneyball. Oh, good film. <laughs> 2011 for me. I'm going to do 2012 as well because they're both the same filmmaker. Okay. Um, like a separation for Adi. Ooh. Okay. 2012 about the Ellie. past. Based, oh, uh, it was past. based on how it was released, about Ellie was released in 2012. That was also my favorite film the following year. So yeah. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, 2012 for me is Django Unchained. All right, mine is uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Ooh, that's a good one. Great too. pick. Yeah. Mine for 2012 is Django Unchained. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> do I do I earn your respect back now, Jonathan? <laughs> uh, yeah, you're fine. Okay, you've always had it. <laughs> you know, I, I just want to uh, uh, throw this out there. Uh, it's it, you can say whatever you want about it. Uh, it and the sequel are actually pretty enjoyable. And I say this as a straight man. I love me some Magic Mike. Yeah, I, I, I like that movie too, actually. <laughs> well, you forgot about Magic Mike. Me? Yes. Oh, no, oh, no. no I, st- I still have to go Django. Okay. <laughs> that would probably be, like, my number two. Okay. Or, like, 1A and 1B. <laughs> right, right. All right, John, why don't you 2013? Ooh, that's okay. Uh, I'm going to go horror. Uh, Spike Jones. Just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> heartbreaking and funny and just very kind of relevant to... How we try to reach out. How we're trying to always reach out and connect. Yeah, Robin. Uh, oh God, this was a great year, ridiculous <coughs> year. Um, the, the film I think about the most is Blue is the Warmest Color. But Ooh. when I came down to pick 
a long time ago, I picked Francis Ha as my favorite. It's it's just my favorite film of the year. Francis Ha. Yeah, that's the only bomb block that I can stand to watch. It's great. It's so good. <laughs> Julia. What, what are we on? 2013? Yes. Correct. Yep. Okay. The Wolf of Wall Street. No yeah. soccer. Another great one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my pick as well. Uh, but it's pretty much I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna throw out a tie. It's probably the only year I can really do it. The Wolf of Wall Street and Gravity. All right. So 2014. Right. Ooh. I'm gonna go black and white again. I, I don't know what this is. Um. Oh God. Uh. Oh my gosh. I am blanking. Um. Obviously. What came out? Oh, Boyhood! No, that's it's not, not Boyhood. Black and white. No, that's Boyhood isn't black and white. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> oh, God. Oh, shit, 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 shit. Um, I'll tell you, it's obviously a Polish film called Ida. Oh, right. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> I forgot that was that year. I thought you did. Yeah, no, I I've did. Been... I. Well, for me, I think of the year that it comes out in its own country. So, Ida, 2013. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. I forgot about Ida. That was a pretty good movie. <clears throat> yeah, so, mine is also Boyhood, so... Julia. My pick is American Sniper. And that's no joke. That is no joke. <laughs> Did you lose all self-respect again, or no, or, no, no? no. Uh, it's not my favorite. It's not honestly my favorite uh, Eastwood movie, but mm. yeah, I, I like Bradley Cooper's performance in that. He did, yeah. Bradley Cooper was really, really good. Uh, I don't know. I, was, I think the uh, the backlash made me very uncomfortable with that one. Um, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's it, it's a good pick, Julia. We are going to take that one away from you. Uh, Thank me, you. You're welcome. For me, uh, 2014 belongs to Birdman and Birdman and Birdman. <laughs> and Birdman. And Birdman. Even though Ryan Adams did not like that movie at all. <laughs> um, okay, uh, 2015. <clears throat> Jonathan, uh, I have a feeling you and me might have a favorite. Hopefully. Okay, well, you go for you go first. And... For me, it's The Hateful Eight. Mm, that's really? number two for me. It's number oh. two. My number one is Steve Jobs. Ooh. Nice. Love it. Great pick. I approve. Owls is Mad Max for word. It should be. Oh. It really should be. Mine? Okay. Uh, oh, God. 2015. Um... You didn't write these down like I did? I came prepared. <laughs> yeah, I was actually writing oh down while you guys were back in the 80s. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm blanking. What the hell? 2015. Oh, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Duh. Uh, <sighs> man, I, you know what? Um, it's been The Revenant all along. Uh, I'm not sure to say The Revenant, so I'm going to pick a safer one. I'm going to pick Sicario. Mm. Wow. Okay, that's a good one, too. Nice. Yeah. That's a shocker for me. Yeah. And then now we're on to, well, last year. year. Wait, did you pick one for 2015? Yeah, the Hateful Eight, right? Oh, yeah, 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 the Hateful Eight. 
Mine's the Oscar winner for visual effects, X Machina. That is a great one. Great pick. Oh my god. I love that movie. Do you have your key card? What <laughs> are you asking me? Sorry, because I do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then last year, ladies uh, first. Yes, yes, of course. Sorry. <laughs> La La Land. Arrival. Uh, mine was Mustang until I saw your name, and it's your name. Yeah, I, I still got to check this out. Uh, I caught up with Under the Shadow, uh, which was. But yeah, I still gotta catch your name. I don't think it's available yet here, or at least on home video. Pick uh, is Patriots Day. I just rewatched this the other day, and holy shit! Oh my god! Uh, I know, I you know, I know people talk jingoism and oh rah rah America and all that. For me, I don't know. I don't see it. Um, I just see a retelling of ter- you know a, a, a terrorism event and. A hell of a, a you know investigation and that shootout uh, on the streets of uh, Watertown was incredible. To me, that was a war film at that moment. Have you guys seen Patriots Day? I have not actually. Um, I actually it was made, I wanted to see it and I just kind of uh, never really done it. Mm-hmm. Just put myself like okay, yeah, let's, I'll put down my bit. Right. Okay. Uh, so, you know what, I think that will conclude, uh, this, um, and then I think we could just wrap this up, uh, you know, we'll skip Kong for now, um, okay. especially since, you know, it's getting late for Robin, and, um, Walking Dead's gonna be starting soon, yes. and I'm gonna make dinner, so, um, let me just conclude with what's coming up, should be coming up then on our next episode, um, and we're going to, again, we're going to be discussing this on either April 8th or April 9th. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing our end-of-the-year awards. And the, why is it taking this long for me? Because I want to catch everything that I could. Um, so I'll finally be able to catch up with, like, American Honey, uh, Lion, Hidden Figures. Oh, so, oh this Just, is for uh, the, the best for, of the 2016, right? Correct. Uh, are we going to be, like, doing that and maybe what we thought was, like, the worst of 2016? Sure. We certainly can. I'm down with yes, that. Yes, I am all, right, all right. down for that. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of turds. <laughs> <laughs> there really are. There really are. Suicide Squad. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Uh, <laughs> passengers. <laughs> So, and then we uh, should be having Donovan Warren join us. Um, uh, as of now, that's the plan. And are you going to be joining us? I will indeed. Sweet, sweet. And Julia, do you want to join us? I suppose I can make room in my so busy social life. No, I'm kidding. Of course I'll be here. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to have Joel on. Um, yeah. So, and then Robin, of course, you'll be here, I would imagine. Yeah. And we'll try to do it. As you say, a little bit earlier. Yes. yes the please. earlier, the better. Yes, yeah. Please. Oh, there's the remotes. And this one, maybe we could even do on that Saturday, so it's not going to bump up against The Walking Dead or anything like that. Right. Yes, please. 
So, uh, and with that, uh, I think that'll bring to this episode. I, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please stay tuned, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Right. Bye. Night, guys. All right. Yeah.